can you believe it? <laughs> We're actually back. It's been what? Two weeks now? I feel like longer than that. Yeah, it's been about two weeks because I was going to do an NBA episode with Jonah and release that before I left. And you did do it. It just didn't and record. The Zoom recording didn't work. So. Two hours of your life, you'll never get back, I guess. I guess so. We're just going to have to go back and do that NBA podcast again. Yeah. But we're back. I was in San Francisco. Your boy, biggest 49er fan on the face of the planet Earth, got to see Levi's Stadium. Absolutely insane. Got to see Apple Campus. Pretty sweet. It's we like also a went utopian. To the Warrior this, game. Yeah. And we you saw got the Warrior Steph. Blazer game. Look at me, man. It was a whole week of funness for you. <laughs> Feel like I was kind of like in the Bay Area, but not really actually in the Bay. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy, dude. Bianca? I obviously, okay, this is a little bit strange because I'm like doing this podcast for my class, but also for just regular all gear, no game. So it's kind of sick, but I have way more structure than I usually would. So I have a bunch of premeditated plans that I'm about to get through, but we have to, it's like a tradition. I saw a bunch of movies. I saw Uncharted and I saw <laughs> The Batman. Yeah. Bianca only saw Uncharted, Uncharted, but really quickly before we get into this, we need to ra- raid them. Bianca? Would you care to explain a little bit of that little story? Well, him and I both, for some reason, we like to give ratings to movies every time. And we didn't even see this movie together. He saw it when he was with his friends. I just want to see for Tom Holland. And yeah, I just love Tom Holland. But (laughs) we both, he asked me for my rating and I said 6.8. And he was like, bro, that's literally what I rated it. It's a solid movie, but I cannot believe out of all the random numbers, 1 through 10, we both said 6.8. And that's exactly what it was, in my opinion. I think it It was was exactly 6.8. Like that was the most like, best not quite a seven and it's a solid action film yeah i thought it was good as for batman i'd give it an eight see that i want to see it who knew that it wasn't edward pattinson it's robert you thought it was edward (laughs) oh yeah i messed up his name was edward pattinson he just he's just a vampire to me a vampire playing batman though that's kind of (laughs) wild That's what I said to you. I said, isn't it weird that he was a vampire and now he's playing Batman and both of them are related to bats? Not as good as Christian Bale, though. We're going to have to go see it together. Yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to rank the Batmans right now and ranking Catwomans right now. I'd give it a solid 8.0. I don't know who my favorite Catwoman is, though. I love Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Zoe Kravitz, though? She did good. Yeah, really good. Really good actor. (laughs) That look at the camera. Interesting. She's a good actor. Um... (laughs) How does this all how does this all tie into UFC two seventy two in the UFC? Let me tell you right now. Where did Bianca go after she saw Uncharted? Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, deportes. So deportes. You got to catch the main event, which is crazy. Literally, we walked in right as like two minutes before the main event was starting, and we were in Corvallis, Oregon, which is where what's his face fought at the five four one baby colby yeah. chaos covington wrestled where, at oregon so where state university from, or where he wrestled at so it's kind of cool because everyone was going ham for him which not is me though crazy because he's not a, me he's a wild card there yeah well some people weren't reading for mike Cattell, like but it was it was cool well, though people are hardcore jorge fans yeah yeah oh i bet but no it was really cool to catch the fight there with it everywhere and it was insanely packed and we literally got sat at like a two-seater and just had to pull up a chair and like we were the last table available at the entire place they make it cash was, off oh yeah that. well because they also were doing a five dollar cover charge because yeah. they were showing it but they because we only watched the last event mm-hmm. they didn't charge us which was nice i we caught 
We missed the Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy fight, and then we got back after seeing Batman. I watched Kevin Holland um, versus Alex Oliveira in the car, which is crazy. And then you watched I watched Kevin Ho- Oh, Kevin Holland fight. <laughs> For some reason, in my head I heard Tom Holland because you said Uncharted. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! I asked Bianca, "What was your favorite scene?" And she's like, "Oh, when he was like training and doing pull-ups on his bunk bed." And then when he had his shirt off. I stole some good songs from there, though. It was a good the yeah, bar fight. You and scene. I always love the soundtracks of movies. I love how we can talk about movies, but we never spoil them. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, so let's start from UFC 272. On my, we're gonna quickly recap what went down. But first of all, I guess since Bianca, the only fight she saw. It's the main event. Can you believe Jorge though? Like literally, I wa- I texted Bianca as soon as that happened when he, in the fourth round when he got cracked. Wasn't seeing that happen at all. But it's so straight. Like, what were your when thoughts? When Colby on? got cracked? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, was, I got well, up out of my seat and I lost Colby my mind. Because Colby kept hitting Jorge so hard, and or it not didn't even like, phase and it Jorge. wasn't phasing him. And like he was like smiling afterwards. I know. Like multiple times he was like grinning. So I was like, you could tell that Colby's power is un- is not matched to Jorge. No. Like because Jorge got hit way more than Colby, but when Jorge was hitting Colby, mm-hmm. it was like he was going to get put out if he kept getting yeah. close. I was watching Chelsea on it and I was really confused because Colby was severely damaged. Oh, yeah. He was stunned and wobbled, baby. He, and he Jorge dropped didn't to follow, his knees. Jorge didn't follow up. He didn't. He didn't recognize how hurt Colby was. No. If he would have followed up and just maybe threw a couple more punches. But then there punches, was also like times could've... that Colby didn't follow up to Jorge. Dude, there were some times when um, Jorge was shelling up and I'm like, bro, if you just threw a couple hooks, you could easily he, break his guard. And you, he wasn't. Like, if he was just shelling up, if you're just throwing, like trying to go around well, there his was hands. Just, dude, yeah, he, I don't know. There was definitely parts where I was like, everyone was like why wasn't he staying in position or why was he doing that or why did he stop punching him for like Mm -hmm. they i think colby's stamina is bad compared to jorge's too i feel like jorge's better stamina sometimes we say things on here that aren't true kellen colby's gas tank is one of the best in the ufc he was literally like giving up he stopped punching jorge when he could have kept going he would literally just stop and then he would take him down and then he would maul him he mauled him the whole fight and yet it went to decision because his punches and aren't as Jorge hard didn't win around. as Jorge's. Jorge didn't win around. He should have won the round that he almost knocked Colby, Colby out. Colby was doing work that entire round. Bro, he got Ground dropped to his knees. Colby took him down like whenever he wanted to. Colby's just not very strong. He held Jorge down against his will. What? He hor- held Jorge down against his will, guy. Come on, Bianca. Dude, I don't think Colby's she that strong. Bianca, Bianca just doesn't want to give Colby credit. Okay, Jorge hit Colby probably one-fifth one out of the amount of times Colby was getting hit and almost knocked him out. So yeah. who's stronger? Jorge did, is what did, I'm saying. Then when Jorge is getting held on the ground, why didn't he just stand right back up if he's so strong? What do you mean? If when Colby was on top of him for the entire fight, why didn't Jorge just stand right back up? I'm if, saying his knockout power is stronger than Colby's. Yeah, not but his that's physical not, strength. But Colby's in such good shape that he gets touched. He got absolutely tagged on the chin. And what did he do? What did he do? He took a knee, stood right back up, and started kept fighting. No, I know. I'm not saying he got knocked out, but I'm saying he, been. he almost did. And if Jorge, any other fighter would have been out. Cold. Oh yeah, but if also Jorge had a little bit more, he touched Colby a little bit more. Colby would have also yeah. been knocked out. Maybe if Colby didn't maul him for the I, three yes, rounds he before that, he would have had a little more juice. But in the obviously, tank. it wasn't enough because he didn't get knocked out or tapped, and he tried choking him out like four times. No, he didn't. 
He wasn't trying to. He was him literally out. trying to get under his. He was chin doing that to piss him like off, bro. Four he was serious. Times, bro. He was never behind the back. You could have never sunk in that choke. Because he couldn't. Because Jorge kept his chin down. No, Jorge. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but he Colby was just never like in a good position. He never took his back fully. Yeah. I guess that is credit to Jorge. Yeah, for, for not letting him take his back fully. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. It was strange. I thought he was going to get choked out in the first round, but. I did too, honestly. It was, it was a wild fight and he it was He was kind of turning a I, little purple a little. I was scared because Colby, it was just a really strange night of fights overall. Just Because you didn't like either one of them. I feel like you didn't really want either one of them to win. Yeah, no. If there was a way for both to lose, that'd be fantastic. And you know what? I don't like either one What's either. What's up with Colby Covington his beef with John Morgan? It's like, dude. These guys got to pay their bills, too. It's like, Colby's one of the most divisive fighters. What did he do? What did John Morgan do? John Morgan asked him questions, and then Colby doesn't answer him. He says, drop down and give me 10. I hate him. He's big and stuff. And, yeah, because he's, like, a fatter reporter. But, like, it's just so jacked up because Colby, he literally, he called called Dustin Poirier some rude names after the fight. Yeah. All Colby does is just... He he's in his his act the entire time, and then he gets mad just because. I don't think it's an act, bro, and that's where you're. You and no, I are different. An act. But I just think it's kind of hypocritical of him to get mad at reporters for writing stuff and then asking him. They're not. No, none of the reporters like kissing up to him. They're just yeah. asking random questions, and then Colby that does not doesn't want to answer. I'm like, it's stupid. It's like Colby, like, bro. But at the same time, it's like, is it part of his shtick? I don't know. No, but, he's just an ass. Because I I can I'm pretty good at like telling. And deciphering like whether or not he's being just like a facade, an idiot or not, or just trying to get a rise out of people. I'm pretty good at like just letting it blow over if he says something stupid or if he's being. But like, I just don't like how he's mean to some reporters. That uh, they, yeah, it's like why? Like I get him calling out an opponent because that's like the point, like the name of the game. Yeah. Like you talk shit and just, then you it, fight. Kind of just hurts me the wrong to, way when you're being mean to the reporters. Like there's some it's unprofessional. There are some reporters that are scumbags for sure and be mean to him, but like. John Morgan is not one. Yeah, he's a nice guy, dude. It just, it kind of made me mad. But it's okay, you know? Because Colby got dropped. He's got dropped three times in the last two fights, so. He's not as good as he's he thinks he is. He's not invincible. He's not yeah. invincible. And we're going to get to, let's let's jump into this. For each of the winners on the main card, I picked out who I would want to see them fight next, mm-hmm. which is my one for colby since we're already on the topic i guess gilbert burns versus hamzat chamayev got announced and hamzat is an absolute killer and as much as colby and kamar uzman want to just blow him under the like just say he needs to do more work hamzat's gonna go through gilbert burns and i am a thousand percent positive on that and then what's after that i'm pretty sure we're gonna have to go colby versus hamzat and hamzat (laughs) he's gonna beat colby covington dude yeah colby gets tagged sometimes what (laughs) (laughs) it just makes me so excited because there's gonna be new blood whoever fights hamza at 170 pounds they're in trouble they're in big yeah. trouble. What is wrong? I don't, you you said something funny, but I don't want to say. What did I say? I can't say Why it. Why not? Bring it back up. What no, did I say? It's inappropriate for your class. Oh. So I can't say it. I'll tell you after. But, um. Is the listeners going to catch on? Do the <laughs> listeners know what I said? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll rewatch it back. No worries. Um, All I'm that's saying a good is, pick, though. Hamza Chemayev 
after he beats Gilbert Burns, I'm not dismissing Gilbert Burns at all. I'm just saying Hamza Chimaev cannot be stopped. This man is so good. His stand-up is equally as good as his ground game, and his ground game is exponentially better than everybody else in the division. But Colby, <laughs> Colby Covington, his wrestling is so... His transitions, and like even when Jorge got out of some sticky situations and tried to grab a leg of Colby, Colby did such a good job just getting out and scrambling and then putting Jorge in an even worse position than he was prior. So... Colby versus Hamzat's going to be wild. Colby gets tagged, though. Never seen Hamzat get tagged, though. Hamzat takes people down whenever. I could That's see how sick. Colby maybe could potentially get taken down. I don't know if Colby's going to be able to take down Hamzat. How good is Hamzat's gas tank? Because Colby, as we know, he has a really good gas tank. As long as you're not talking to Bianca about that, because Bianca doesn't think he has a good Everything about him, stamina. I think, is bad. So, But maybe I'm a little biased. <sighs> yeah. Hamzat versus Colby. Early prediction, Hamzat. Dude, I like that. Anyone I'm that could beat Colby, I'm happy about. What do you think? Honato Moicano, why'd you take the fight versus RDA? I mean, you got a paycheck, but at some point, the corner just got to. This is actually one of the main points I want to talk about here, dude. What are we doing here? Like, if you're seeing your guy with a whole eye shut closed and he's lost <laughs> every single round, maybe 10 8, maybe? <laughs> maybe throw in the towel because it's not worth seeing your guy lose seven years off his life to just get the same thing like rda the announcer is really talking about it. you're lucky he's a nice guy he basically turned it into a sparring match he was just touching him a little bit an auto valiant effort he was tagging him a little bit there in the end on the feet who was this between rafael de sanjos versus hanato moicano hanato moicano was i mean and it RDA just was supposed to fight rafael but yeah, Hanato fought like a couple weeks ago and then he stepped in on short notice to fight RDA. And just got annihilated. Basically, yeah. Because they're just not on the same wavelength. Ugh, that's tough. Yeah, but Hanato's an absolute beast. He stayed in there. He had some moments, but RDA is just too good. And I with, to run it back, dude, this is the three options. The Connor fight, not seeing that happen. Even though even though he's talking about it, I'm not seeing that happen unless Connor truly wants that fight. But there's way too much money to be made with a potential another fight with charles i mean with dustin a title fight with charles or uh nate diaz trilogy fight but here's my here's who i think rda needs to fight next ready Mataj gamrot it'd be fantastic <laughs> it would be a fantastic fight because rda he loves to change levels and what um like rda basically just uses he has really good stand-up but mm -hmm. he loves to take people like whenever he gets starts getting tagged he's gonna blast He's gonna take. He's gonna grab both of your legs and put you on the mat. But Gamrot does the exact same thing, so it'll be a really interesting clash of styles. We'd have to see who's better on the feet because I don't know. RDA's wrestling is hella good. That's why I really wanted to see him fight Islam. That fight needs to happen. I think that like Islam and RDA, their paths are like looking like I don't know if that's gonna if they're if they're bound to fight anytime soon because they're gonna get, they're gonna remake the Benil Darius versus Islam Akacha fight. And so RDA versus Gamrot is solid. I think that's a good step up in competi competition for Mattel because he just beat Diego Fijera, who's obviously like been one of the best at lightweight. But I just am I would really want to see like if RDA can get past a Mattel Gamrot, who I think is bound to fight for the title next year. If RDA can get past him, he's legit. There was just a few points in the fight where it was concerning how much he was getting touched up by Hanato Makano and it's like if you're getting touched up by a guy like Rafael Faziv mm -hmm. like if, if Rafael Faziv connected the way that Hanato was connecting it might have been a long night for RDA like RDA does he is susceptible to getting tagged so that's why I wanted when I was watching it with my friends um, family and my friends 
the I really wish they could have got to see Rafael Fazeev fight RDA because Rafael Fazeev, he's an instant UFC fan maker because the way he fights is insane. He just does spinning techniques. I mean, That's and then you blink and a guy's laying flat on the canvas. Like, <laughs> I mean, basically, dude, like if you don't pay attention, yeah, there's so many good fights at lightweight, dude. We didn't even get to talk about Joel Alvarez, how I thought he was an absolute god of a man. And then what <laughs> happens when you run into Armand the Tank Sarukian, the freaking That's Armenian good. superhero? He. That's the, okay, this is this actually, okay, this is getting way off topic here. But <laughs> here's what we got to say right now. In the lightweight division, who is built, who is sturdy enough, and who's built to beat Islam Makachev? And I think there's only one right answer here. Which is? Armand Sarukian is the most equipped fighter to beat Islam Makachev. And even though they have fight, fought in the past and Islam beat him, this is a completely different Armand now. This Armand <laughs> has even bigger legs, even bigger arms, even better stand... No one's beating Armand Saruki. You're putting him... He's not going to lose... If you put Armand Saruki against Charles Oliveira right now, I'm going to probably take Armand. Uh, this is a hot take right now. Dang. But there is probably zero guys in the division more well-rounded than him. And he's... You know how scary it is to look at a Joel Alvarez who's six foot three and just runs through a Tiago Moises who's one of the most promising prospects in light heavyweight division? Gosh. It's terrifying. But you know what Armand does? He just looks him straight in the eye and says, dude, I'm going to take you down and I'm going to elbow you into an oblivion. You should have saw Joel Alvarez's face, dude. He was scared. Straight up Red Cross blood donation. Like it was crazy. This was like in the week prior. Damn, to dude. this UFC 272 but he's the most impressive lightweight on the face of the planet earth and he's only number 12 he let's run That's through this so he'll beat Greg Gillespie he would take Conor McGregor and absolutely grab him and just split him in half and oh just God. he would he would he would dismantle Dan Hooker he would take Tony Ferguson and just so is he gonna Artie. fight all of them then oh yeah Armand Sarukin is the most equipped to be Anybody else in the... T he will beat everybody in the division. There's zero persons that are going to beat Armand Sarukin from wow. here on out. I promise you I that. I can't believe Justin Gaethje is number one. He's a savage, dude. You know what would be a fantastic fight? Michael Chandler versus Armand Sarukin. Make oh, that happen really? right now. You think that should come first between, before Conor McGregor? Yeah. Even I don't know. Michael Michael's Chandler wouldn't be down. Higher, you know how hard... No one wants to fight Armand. Have you seen no. him? Have you, have you actually seen him? Will you show me? Something when we were talking about in prior episodes like who we would want to be a superhero who has the most superhero body mm -hmm. it's armand he's probably like the most yoked fighter i don't even know how to spell his name dude here check this guy out dude he, he's an absolute god okay wait i want to i, I want to see if there's any uh, i don't know this isn't probably the best television dude Look at that. Look how much blood is coming out of Arm uh, out of Joel Alvarez's face. That's Ugh. all him. God, it's disgusting. He landed this ferocious elbow, dude. I love... She's not even looking. Sorry. She's not even I'm, looking. Your present is delayed. It better come tomorrow. Guess who's going to crack open a bottle of proper 21st 12? Guess who's 21st is tomorrow? Oh, yeah. His 21st birthday is tomorrow, and we're going to celebrate this man's... 
Look at that. He's looking straight up into Joel Alvarez. Zero fear. Gosh. I love him. Yeah, no, he's scary looking. Okay. He does have a body of a Superman, though. Of a superhero. Superheroes wish he had his body, dude. And that's a fact. <laughs> Is he your man crush? No. I Tyler, just, when we were in uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, was asking who your favorite fighter is. I don't and have I one. I couldn't say. I have too many favorite fighters. That's what it's I probably was like, Mel like, I said Hunter that and. you like a lot of Hawaiians. Yeah. I said mine is Robert Whitaker. Oh, yeah. But, For sure. But that's probably not your number one. No. I don't have a number one fighter. I have like favorite... I have like top 10 favorite fighters in like each in division. different divisions, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got RDA versus Gamrot, Colby versus Hamzat, Sergey Spivak looks so good against Greg Hardy. I want to see him fight Andre Arlovsky. Andre's like on a four, three or four fight win streak. I think it would be a good fight for Spivak. Spivak, I think people are forgetting how good he is just because he stepped in on short notice against Tom Aspinall, but Tom Aspinall is a future heavyweight champion of the world, so it doesn't matter. Okay, here's next segment topic, okay? Okay. Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Kevin Holland, it was a it was a competitive fight through the first round and stuff. Alex Oliveira, he he shows up ready to go. Like him and Nico um, Price, those guys, even though you might count them out, they might not. They could be on a skid or something, but they always come and bring an exciting show, and that's what Alex Oliveira is. But like, this is what I'm going to say right now. Having Kevin Hahn in the 175, I mean, in the 170 pound weight division is a game changer, and I think with a win, like over a, a top guy that's maybe on like a streak or something, and I'll name a contender here in a second that he could fight. That would be exciting. <laughs> but Kevin Holland, his ability to just change a fight's whole entire court. Like, the Alex Oliveira fight was close. And then what happens? He cracks you with his long levers. And he has the ability to shut your lights out. And, like, I just think his length and attributes and the way he's already felt 185ers is going to be a game changer at 170 because it's going to be harder to take him down. He looked really good. Like, he looks more comfortable. And when a guy takes him down, he's he, he seemed in this fight to be able to scramble to his feet better. And, like, granted, all Oliveira might not be like the most physical guy. Like he's obviously not like Colby Covington or like Kamaru Usman. But I just really think Kevin Holland, he has the potential to become a champion at 170 just because it doesn't matter how the fight's going. You've seen it with Derek Brunson in the Derek Brunson fight. Like he could be getting taken out. He getting mauled or something. And then all of a sudden, bam, he tags you on the chin. And it's just, I don't think... It, I think it's going to catch a lot of guys off guard and people are going to probably not respect him as much as they should. And then he's just going to tag you and then he's going to put your lights out, dude. So like, and especially I think it's, it sounds like really cliche and like obvious, but I really do think that him being at 185 and training with, I mean, and fighting guys and having experience against dudes that are really big and strong is just going to be. I think that's just going to play into his favorite big time at 170 pounds because there's a lot of guys that know how to grapple and stuff, but if he can just find a way back to his feet, he has the edge against every single person at 170 on the feet. I don't care if a guy's more technical than him. I don't care if they may, like, I don't know. Like, I just think that Kevin Holland has the most dangerous, he's the most dangerous welterweight contender. And when he gets... No, but not, there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to be lining up to fight him. Like the only reason people want to fight him is because it's exciting. It brings a bunch of eyeballs. But besides that, you're in trouble. But if you can just find a way to get him to the ground and nullify all of his striking, like 
good on you, but as soon as he gets back to his feet, it's going to be crazy, especially against some of the guys that are more like fit for the division, like a Colby Covington or something. Like he's like perfect size and stuff, but Kevin Holland, if you try to get inside on him and he just throws a knee or an uppercut or um, like a front kick to the face, like Mm -hmm. it's going to be, he's going to be an absolute game changer. It's going to be so much fun to watch his progression. And I, I know that um, D rod had like a hand problem. I think he got surgery, but how fun of a fight would that be though? Like a Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez fight. D rod looks like Bianca's uncle. uncle. I think that would be absolute a banger fight because D-Rod, he shows up to bang every single time. He's got such good boxing, such good takedown defense, but we wouldn't have to worry about this fight going to the ground because Kevin Holland. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be It would be a main eventer. It would be fantastic. Okay, last one that was on the main card. Bryce Mitchell, absolutely fantastic performance against um, Edson, dude. Like, just Barboza? Held him, yeah, Barboza. Like, it's crazy watching Bryce Mitchell hit mitts and stuff. He doesn't look too impressive on the feet. But he is an absolute gamer when he gets in there. He he tags guys and he dropped Edson Barboza. Like, there's not a lot of people on planet Earth that can say that they drop one of the best strikers that has ever fought in the UFC, dude. So, like, this is why we got to go. This is why we got to go. Calvin Cater, baby. <laughs> Calvin Cater versus Bryce Mitchell. This is the fight to make because we saw Calvin Cater. He kind of threw Giga Chikaze off his rocker when it went to the ground. And Calvin Cater, he's. A good wrestler obviously you can't finish the guy. He's fantastic some of the best boxing in all of mma i just and he's never been finished and what does bryce mitchell like to do he likes to finish guys so <laughs> what you have a dirty mind no dude but it would be a fantastic fight it, calvin cater versus bryce mitchell is the fight to make and then it, i was thinking jalen turner versus joel alvarez dude that'd be fantastic but also brad waddell brad waddell versus jalen turner jalen turner is actually finding his step and what i also wanted to say is this fight card is full of dudes that you just can't overlook there were so many fights that people got a decision like mm. you can't forget about them one being michael olashajic versus dustin jacoby do not forget about him michael he his boxing is fantastic don't forget about jan john just because she lost to mahina rodriguez that was another close fight and don't forget about jamie malarkey just because he lost to jalen turner that guy sticks in there he finds the target consistently and he's it's just it's just really tough when you have anomalies at a smaller weight class when you have guys that are six four six three like joel alvarez and jalen turner at 155 pounds because it's just so hard for certain guys to match up unless you are insanely good at one specific skill and if you're because it doesn't they could be less skilled than you but just because they have these insane attributes it just automatically puts certain guys at disadvantages mm-hmm. say so that like same with tiago moises like he's a fantastic fighter but it's just it's all about the matchups man and joel alvarez just had too many what he just was too imposing and that's what basically jalen turner he's just too imposing for a lot of the guys in 155 pounds and then last but not least i think marina Ro- mahina rodriguez versus yan jonan yan jonan looks so good after getting basically mauled by carlos barza this was a great matchup for her mahina she may- might have got lucky with the decision here but i think that was the fi- best fight on the card like really they were so good and i'm happy like they were talking about on the broadcast that marina rodriguez and yan jonan were like on national television and not on the main card because they just got even more exposure and they just showed how good the strawweight division truly is like it's one of the probably it's the best division in women's in the women's side of the ufc but it's also i mean skill wise like pound for pound 
it's cool. it's up there with like some it's up there with like the men's bantamweight division like lightweight division that might be a lot to say but like if you actually watch <laughs> them there's killers there dude like people that can put your lights out people that are insane on the ground to submit you and then just obviously like well-rounded fighters but yeah i think mahina also should get a title shot after this i think she's gonna definitely like i, th- I really think that she's the best matchup to beat um valentina or no not valentina um rose thug rose oh yeah but maybe you i could like e- her yeah you could even do like zhang wei li too against mahina mm-hmm. and then i have a number one contender fight but then if zhang wins you it'll be kind of tough because they've already fought twice or whatever then yeah i feel like she should fight rose yeah okay really quick let's get into this is this for the next card hmm? the card this upcoming saturday yeah okay guys so we were gonna originally do a little preview of the Ankalaya versus Santos card, but I think we're just gonna wait and do that for like the Wednesday fight night. So this was a co- sick little recap, and it was kind—it's kind of like a little matchmaking game. I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what the rankings are gonna look like in, um, I guess tomorrow or yeah. when this comes out, the new rankings will be updated. So that's my future job, so, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a little UFC 272 so we'll be recap. Back on Wednesday with another preview of the Ankalaev first Santos card this Saturday, so upcoming you, Saturday's card, yes, right on yes. the 12th. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, sir. Thank you guys. It's going to be back a little bit rusty because we haven't done this in a while, but we're wanted we're to back like in the zone, baby. Do a slow little gradual catch up. It's fun to be back behind the mic. Okay, thank Bye. you guys. Bye.